May peace be with you. If you stick around at the end, there's more information about our community and how to find us. And now, here's this week's Centering Scripture, followed by the sermon. Our scripture is from Ephesians chapter 5, verses 18b through 20. Be filled with the Spirit as you sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs to one another, singing and making melody to the God in your hearts, giving thanks at all times for everything in the name of Jesus, our great teacher. And from Psalm 57, verse 7, My heart is steadfast, O God. My heart is steadfast. I will sing and make melody. Dear friends, as I mentioned at the top of the service, the theme of this meditation, sermon, music-y thing that's about to happen is music makes meaning. And that phrase arises out of the reality that music, art, and liturgy are so often one of the most powerful ways that communities can come together to make sense of what is happening in the world around us and to articulate both our faith and our questions in wrestling with God. In fact, if you listen or read our scriptures this morning, you will find that The Bible assumes that this is what faith communities like ours will naturally be up to. Making, singing, sharing songs of the faith, dwelling upon these big, grand questions, hopes, and sorrows, and sharing together. The Psalms, as it were, if you flip through them, are really a set of songs and liturgies. Songs and liturgies that were passed down orally, often before any of them were ever written. You could imagine how powerful and important it would be to write songs, to sing and share memorable things that others could take and learn and then share and sing into the world to pass down to new generations. Now, one of the interesting things that has happened along the way in the life of the church is a course that we have institutionalized and become part of a global movement. We have decades and centuries of history such such that a young pastor like myself can grow up in the church, work one's way through seminary, enter a church and find stacks and stacks of hymnals already at my disposal. And I can step forward into a vaunted tradition in which there are hallowed hymns a regular canon of wonderful pieces. Why would I need to write anything new? Why would any of us need to write new songs with so much great work already out there? And as I entered ministry, that was largely true for me and for most of the churches that I've served. But as I came here and encountered a very unique faith community in St. Luke, and found myself working side by side by a modern active composer in David Lohman, and then soon by another young, gifted composer in Will Rand, 
And in a church that was committed to using inclusive language and committed to wrestling with the deep and new unfolding questions of our time, suddenly I found that while often there was a wonderful old beloved hymn that would fit, there wasn't always, that was not always the case. Often we would be wrestling with ideas or questions, sermons or service themes that didn't seem to have the right piece of music out there. And I don't know how it happened, but gradually over time, rather than searching and searching, we started asking ourselves, well, can we write something for that? Does anyone, is anyone feeling creative this week? Does anyone have a tune in their heart or some lyrics in their mind? Can we take some time and see if anything percolates up over the next 24, 48 hours? Remember, Anne needs that bulletin deadline. It's always a part of it. And gradually, we have now gotten into the flow where when we are encountering a situation in which the right words or music aren't there, we try to write it ourselves. Now that doesn't always happen or come to fruition, but it often does. And I have really come to appreciate how unique and rare it is that a church would routinely be nurturing new music works into being. And in our case, what's really neat is that when we are working on those pieces, we are thinking about us. We're thinking about the community. We're thinking about the grief. We're thinking about, as, as we heard from that opening hymn, the wrestling experience with wanting to be each other, but being across a physical distance in an unfolding pandemic that is still very new to us. There aren't a lot of pandemic hymns and Zoom meeting hymns in the, in the hymnals. But when we embark upon the process of listening to the heartbeat of our shared community, wrestling with Scripture, and then trying to put that out into the world, what we are doing is creating new pieces that articulate our shared story and invite us in. In doing so, we are actually being more like the early church that sang and shared the stories of their faith before they could even be written down. They made meaning with music, and through that music, shared the stories of their faith. And it's very easy as a modern institutional church to not do that, because there's so much darn good music out there. But we are called by Scripture here to sing and make songs to God, to sing and make the songs of our time. The word liturgy, liturgia, means the work of the people. These songs, these liturgies, can and perhaps even should arise from our shared experience. And that's what we try to do together. And I've asked Will and David alike to both pick one piece that they have written and, and composed in the life of a community and, and to share this morning the song of how the story of how that song came into being. What was happening here that informed that music. And so they're each gonna come up one at a time here to share that story, share the piece. 
and then we'll see how music makes meaning. Will? It is a real joy to be able to share this moment and a moment of gratitude, a moment of um, collecting the stories and songs and liturgies that we have shared over these past many years, either here or far apart. And I feel uh, a great sense of gravity in these coming weeks. Today is not an ending together, but it is a moment to name the work that we've all shared in together for these past few years. So when God created the world, the beginning of creation as we know it, perhaps one of the greatest gifts that humanity and all creation indeed could experience was not an ending in the beginning. God created the world and that was it. No more creating, no more, no more making. That was it, this is what we got. We know that's not true. We know that one of the greatest gifts that each of us have to offer the world is our creativity. Because our creativity makes us who we are. It makes us uniquely and in the image of God, the person that we are dreamed of in this world. And so I like to say instead of God created the world so that all was done in that moment, God is creating the world through all of us and through every creature and through every living being on this earth. And so when we together engage this work of liturgy or liturgia, the work of the people in communion with God, there's another beautiful word, koinonia, the people working to create with God, to co-create all as co-conspirators in this great mystery. And so as we are creators together, perhaps our mission as community is to meet the moment and meet each other where we are. So as we've engaged even as a worship team, I think the most important question we've ever asked is where are we today? What do we need today? What is God calling for this moment that we are about to meet? And that looks like a number of different expressions. It looks like visual art. It looks like dancing. It looks like ministry of all kinds with children and with social justice. And it looks like ministry through creative expressions of art in music. And so one of the, the deep listenings that I've done and some of the, the words that you read in this first hymn come from a calling that God has moved through my life to listen deep down, to realize that the creative energies that were kind of poking and prodding their way through me didn't just come from me, that actually these were expressions of God in the world. They were co-creative experiences with a desire to meet as many people as possible where they are and where we all are together.
And so as David and I share just a few songs that have a particular resonance for us in this moment, I want to make that, that vision clear that it is a co-creative experience, that it is a listened for, listened down deep into the earth, into each other, for the love longings of our souls that are expressions of God in our midst. As Brennan said earlier, perhaps no more powerful and potent an expression of liturgy than the Psalms. These expressions of word and song that were sung and spoken and chanted and danced and lifted up over the centuries are callings from God. They're love longings of a soul stirred up and brought into life. And they teach us about different parts of being alive. Oh God, you searched me and know me. Oh God, you searched me and know me. You know where I sit and when I rise. You discern where I am when I am far away. These words sit in our souls as a gift from God. You know who we are. We know who you are. God says, I am who I am and I live in you. I know where you are, I know where you sit, I know where you rise, I know where you run, I know when you try to go far away, I will rise up on the wings of the morning and follow you. You cannot escape the love of God. And so this psalm, in the middle of an isolated time, our first summer of the pandemic, was a co-creative experience between David and I. As we were saying earlier, it was two tracks before, one sent from Ohio and one made right in this place, and they were lined up in a video editing software, tried to get just right to match the piano and the vocal. But that was meeting the moment in that time. It would not have been safe to get together and sing and play in the same space. We were creating out of the moment, through the moment, and for the moment, for each other. Because God calls us into care for one another in every moment. So when we share this psalm right now, I invite you to travel back through time into that moment and remember what it felt like to be connected only by screen, so it seemed to remember where God was moving in your life and then move forward through time again. And how has God changed your life through time? How has God moved through time? Until we come to today, how is God calling you to move forward through time as searched and known and deeply loved? What a wonderful opportunity to co-create this presentation of the song in the same room at the same time.
search me and know me you know when I sit and when I rise you discern my thoughts when I am far away you search my path and guide my feet where can I go to flee from your spirit if I ascend into heaven you are there if I take the wings of the morning to the ends of the earth to the ends of the And your right hand hold me fast. Surely the darkness shall cover me. And the day turned to night Even darkness is not dark to you The night as bright as day Even Darkness is not dark to you, the night has bright as day. You formed my inward being, you knit me together in my mother's womb I praise you I praise you I am reverently made to know you I am wonderfully made to In the 
So um, prior to coming here six years ago, um, I served as Minister of Music at Spirit of the Lakes United Church of Christ for 16 years. Um, just a tiny, tiny little bit of history. We uh, were the first predominantly lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, and queer congregation to be welcomed into a mainline Protestant denomination, the United Church of Christ. And we made headlines around the country. For so many of us, um, I grew up the son of a Lutheran pastor, but for so many of us who particularly came from a Roman Catholic tradition, folks had experienced the abuse of denominational power by being refused the right of communion. The right, R-I-G-H-T, and the R-I-T-E, the right of communion. And so in our earliest days, uh, we wrote a communion liturgy that was spoken before every time we had communion. And it said this, you do not You do not need to be a member of this community or of any community of faith, for we believe that Christ is the host. Christ sets the table, and Christ welcomes all. So those were words that were crying out to be set to music. So in your bulletin, you will find the refrain, for Christ is the host. Sing along with me, please. And there are two verses I will sing in between, and then we'll um, sing the refrain again. Christ is the sets the table and Sets the table and cry. 
light and free. You are welcome to come to the table. Christ's love is here. Taste and see. Sets the table and Christ welcomes all. Christ welcomes all. Amen. Music makes meaning. Deep meanings lead to the making of music, and through it all, the creative spirit of God is with and guides the creative people of God as we together try to find a way together. And so we give thanks for the wonderful acts of music, the wonderful acts of love and service, justice, peace and hospitality that are offered here in this congregation, here in times that are new and different and difficult. God is still speaking. God is still, still singing amongst us. And I give thankful that we are finding ways to harmonize with whatever is unfolding around us. May we continue to make music together. Amen. As a church located on Lakota land in Minnetonka, Minnesota, St. Luke is a joyful, inclusive, intergenerational, and compassionate community on a spiritual journey seeking to do justice, make peace, and to walk humbly with God. We invite you to join us live for virtual worship each Sunday morning on Facebook or YouTube, or by following the worship links on our website, stluke.mn. Thanks for listening. May you go in peace.